I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. I'm joined today by an actor, presenter, rock star and dad of two, nearly three. Um, Andy Day will be a very familiar face if you watch CBeebies with your children. He is the star of shows like Andy's Aquatic Adventures and Andy's Wild Adventures. He's also in rock band Andy and the Odd Socks with a brand new series of Andy and the Band on our screens now. I mean, there's a whole lot of Andy on CBeebies, isn't there? Welcome, Andy, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. What an introduction, eh? <laughs> How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Yes, very well. It's a bit chaotic in our house, as I, I spoke to you earlier. Uh, it's, we're having a loft extension at the moment, so it's, uh, it's all a bit chaotic. But all good, all good. It's all going on. It's all going on. Um, how does it feel to be such a huge kids TV legend? I mean, I would say that you're you're probably up there in tumble territory now. <laughs> oh, it's very lovely for you to say. I don't really consider myself like that. And that's not me being humble. I really don't. Because I've been doing it for 17 years. It's always been a job that I just absolutely adore. And uh, mm. so I sort of just roll with it and, uh, and don't really think about it too much. I often think when people talk about me, it's like a, I, I'm, it's me, but it's a different me. So uh, I don't relate myself to it. It's strange. Yeah. It's like showbiz Andy rather than just Andy at home, deal, dealing with the builders with his loft extension. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. normal Andy. Yeah. Well, it's weird because everyone <laughs> has a perceived idea of you from the TV. So, um, you know, I, I'm not dissimilar from myself on, on screen um, or anything like that. It's just obviously everyone has a different idea of you. So you feel like you're disconnected. And I quite like that, to be honest. Yeah. I was chatting to um, Nigel Clark, who is one of your uh, CBB's uh, peers. Mm, Lovely, Nigel. He's so lovely, isn't he? And he was telling me about how the CBB's crew and cast are just as nice as you would, as you would hope them to be. And it's just, it's almost a relief as a parent to hear that these people that your kids are growing up watching are genuinely good eggs. Yeah, they're lovely. Absolutely lovely. And they're all very, we're all very, very close. And people find it hard to believe sometimes, but there's not a bad one amongst, I think if there was, I don't think they'd last very long in kids TV. I think that's probably what it is, especially these days, but everyone is lovely. They always, they bring something new to the table. Mm. Uh, We've all known each other for years because there's a lot of longevity in sort of preschool TV and, and kids TV in general, it can be. 
So yeah, they're lovely. There's there's not everyone always goes, what's tumble like or you know what's <laughs> give us the dirt. <laughs> yeah, well, but the thing is, there is no dirt. I, I, I wish I could give you some dirt, but there's no dirt. People, are, they just they get on with their jobs. They do it well. They're passionate. They you know and and they're normal people. Mm. Normal people that have often have kids and families and you know they just uh, they're lovely, absolutely yeah. lovely. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your your family and your home life. We feel like we know you so well. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> let's bring it back to you, Andy. Yeah. But we feel like we know you so well from like your on screen persona. But tell us about life at home and what kind of dad you are. Because like like I said at the start, you've got two girls and you've got one on the way, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, certainly at the moment, I'm a busy dad, uh, because I've got time at home. I'm often away. So my wife is incredible. She does a lot of the, uh, the caring for the, for the children when I'm away, but when I'm back, I like to spend a lot of time with them and, uh, and just do dad and kid things. I, I think I constantly remind myself that they're not going to stay young forever. And you know what? The girls, I, I know everyone must say this about their kids. They're so much fun to be around. Uh, they're they're real. They're a lot of fun, and uh, Indiana, especially the two year old, um, she is a lot more daddy than Rubes ever was. Um, although Rubes is very daddy when she needs to be, usually when it's just me and her. Uh, but they, they, you know, they adore their mum, uh, uh, of course. And but when we spend time together, Indiana's very, very daddy, and uh, and she's just she's mental. She's mental in the best way, and she has us in stitches all the time, and um, and and they're just a they're a joy to be around. So I like to spend a lot of time with them. Uh, when there's a lot going on, I find it difficult to categorize the two. Um, but uh, when I've sort of mentally sort of parked something like a job that I'm doing, um, then yeah, then it's it, it's it's all yeah. for the kids. So how much time do you have to spend away then? I mean, do you have to kind of go off for chunks of time to do filming? Um, not so much filming. When I'm filming in Bristol, if I'm filming like a Adventures, um, then it's fine because it's in Bristol. If we're filming like we did Series 3 of Andy and the Band, which is in Liverpool, and actually every series has been up in the north, then, you know, often we're away for two and a half months, three months. I mean, COVID times, was Series 2 was very difficult because we couldn't, we weren't allowed to see each other. We weren't allowed to see the kids because we couldn't get ill um, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we didn't see them for like about two months. And that was horrible. It was really, really horrible. And very frustrating because everybody else could go off. And it was at a time where they could go off and go home and stuff like that. So, you know, we always struggle as to what makes sense and what doesn't. But it was because, you know, if one of us goes off, then, you know, we're not covered for insurance probably. And, uh, and, it's, and, it, and it stops the whole production. But um, yes, often I'm, I'm away. That must have been really hard because, you know, during... So my twins were 18 months old to about two during the pandemic. Um, and CBeebies was, was one of those things that kept us all going. It kept us all sane. I mean, there was a, there was a whole lot of more screen time happening during those, during yeah, those, yeah. those months for everybody, I'm sure. Um, but really hard that you guys were the ones that were pro- pro- providing that help for us well my wife and i shot a program in in lockdown uh whilst our kid was asleep we do it from seven to eleven we um andy's um dino toy box we 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 shot that in our, our back room and um so crazy things were happening we did lots of online gigs as well for andy and the odd socks loads of online gigs 
and lots of happy birthday messages and lots. Of, I think we did about 2000 in all uh, just for, just because it's one of those times where it it was really, really difficult for um, kids and parents. Yeah. So whatever you could do was was a benefit to both because it kept you busy, but it also made you feel like you were cheering someone up um, and it kept them sort of entertained or yeah. or whatever. So, um, yeah, but let's not talk about... I know. COVID. It's one of those things, oh. isn't it? That, that I, yeah. I, do, I do find myself like reflecting and going back in conversations and then you get to a point where you're like, let's stop talking about it. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, can, you, you can't help it because it was just a strange time. But, but yeah. yes, yes. Uh, but yes, yeah, Series 3 of Andy and the Band was up in Liverpool and that was for three months. But I was back at weekends. And I do have, I mean, my, my wife's in earshot of me saying this, but she knows because I tell her, I do have the most incredible wife. And she is a, a fantastic mum to the girls. And um, she just never, she she was in kids TV as well. So she, she, from and behind the scenes. Um, so she knows yeah. what it's like. She's very supportive of, of my career. And uh, we just work, work very well as a partnership. So I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, again, it's a bit cliche, but I would not be able to do it if I didn't have the support of um, of yeah. Kat. So I feel very lucky. That's good. Um, now, looking back to your own childhood, Andy, what was that like? And did you always want to be a dad yourself? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, when I was a kid, it was a happy childhood. Um, it was a very loud household. Everyone talked over everyone. Um, but it was, uh, we were very, very open, uh, at breakfast time and lunchtime and dinner time. We'd, we'd chat about whatever. And I mean, whatever, um, I had two brothers, got two brothers. So it was a very boy house. Were they um, older than you or younger than you? Older. So I was the youngest. I got away with the most, <laughs> um, but the taller, taller out the three. Um, and yeah, it was a happy house. So my mum was a full-time mum, um, and she she sort of worked part time uh, like CNA and uh, places like that. But she um, sort of bless her, sort of devoted her time to being a mum. And my dad, um, he was off working, and yeah, we we got to spend a lot of time together. So it was it was a nice childhood, but very shouty, I would say, a very was shouty it? household. <laughs> yeah, not not aggressively, just very loud and talking over each other. So yeah. And did you always see like fatherhood in your future or was, or was it not something that you thought about growing up? I did think about it. I didn't see me being a dad, weirdly enough, until, and again, this is going to sound so cliche, but it's, it's, it's honestly, um, uh, until I met my wife now, uh, I didn't want kids. Um, and I think a part of that is, a lie because I probably did want kids, but unconsciously sort of just prepared myself if that never happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so it was actually just waiting for the right person to want to have kids with, I feel, and the right time and the right mm-hmm. time. Cause I was, you know, 37, um, when Ruby was born, 37. So yeah. that's what a later dad yeah. Um, and so many of us have got an impression of what parenthood's going to be like, but then it can be quite different when it happens. You know, I didn't appreciate how relentless it can feel, especially when they're little or like yeah. uh, how I beat myself up over like tiny things or when I lose my patience with them and I just feel absolutely yeah. terrible afterwards. 
I just didn't even think about those things that, you know, what the reality would be well, like. Well, you don't, do you? Until no. you're in the scenarios. Exactly. Yeah. Has there been much the guilt. of that? The, the guilt. guilt. Oh, my goodness. Honestly. But has there been anything that's yeah. kind of surprised you as as your girls have kind of arrived and you've gone through like the baby stage and the toddler stage? Um, anything that surprised me about the girls? Um, well, it brings out a certain temperament in you when you're challenged. Um <laughs> And there's always those, you know, moments here and there. I've got to say, the girls are really good. But of course, there are always times where, they're, for me, um, I'm not the most patient of people. Um, and I openly admit that. And But I'm also very aware. So I, I will apologise and realise very quickly if I've been out of line or if I've, if I've spoken too soon and not thought about what I've said. And that was a big thing, actually. My my dad, uh, bless him, is a reactor. He reacts. He goes from naught to a hundred in two seconds. Yeah. So, you know, if he was tired or in a bad mood or something like that when I was younger, it was like it was not a. Would you mind doing this? And I think that generation, it was quite a common thing. Yeah, uh, it would be like, ah, yeah, you know. So everything was on one level, and it was too much. Mm. Um. And so that's what I was used to. So my natural reaction when something, when say Ruby isn't, not so much Indiana because she's two, but when in, where Ruby's not listening to something or, you know, just being a kid is to go from naught to a hundred. And I've really had to, I've really had to, and I, I'm proud of myself for it. I've brought that down, really taken a breath and gone, do you know what? She's a kid. She's not listening right now. I'm going to give, there's no point. I'm battling for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a big insight, actually. It's so interesting, um, isn't it? I think so many people have found that, that they're reflecting on their own childhood, how their parents mm. perhaps reacted to them in situations, and then almost trying to kind of reprogram yourself so that you're not reacting instinctively in that You don't want, you want to break the cycle. Yeah. You want to break the cycle, that's it. Uh, because you know that what I've realised is that emotional intelligence is the most important intelligence yeah. ever, I would say. And so the, I, um, my wife is very calm. She's very good at explaining things, you know, um, and, and that comes very natural to her. And uh, for me, uh, you know, I can explain things, but I'm, like I said, I, my innately I'm a, a reactor. But I know that that's not, sometimes it's relevant and, and it's relevant on the level of I want her to understand that I'm not happy at this situation, yeah. right? And um, and there is consequences when certain things are said or done on both sides. But I equally want to give space to my kids to react and do, you know what I mean? And hold up yeah. a mirror as opposed to react back. Yeah. Um, so I'm really aware that's, that's a constant challenge for me. Yeah. yeah. But an interesting one. It is, yeah. I've been through it as well. Um, and actually, just listening to you here, talking about that is making me reflect on the fact that I've got a 13-year-old as well. And so I do the same thing with her, with her where I'll explain. I won't just say, no, um, you can't do that because I said so. You know, I will say because of this, because it's because of safety, because of whatever, and really yeah. explain things to her. But the problem is, is that when they get to about 13 and they can argue back, it, that's when it, you kind of trip up a bit and you're a bit like, it's like, 
okay, I, I know I'm opening up the conversation here and I'm trying to, you know, be fair and explain to you and treat you like an adult. But that doesn't mean that you can just spend 40 minutes relentlessly saying, but why, but why, but it's not fair. And it's just like... Yes, of course. This is, what, this is why our is. parents just said, I said, no, that's the end of the conversation. And then they walked off. It's like, I can kind of that, see... That's what I mean. There's something in that. There's I can kind of see why they did it. Because this, yeah. this is exhausting doing it this way. So you've yeah. got all that to come though, Andy. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really selling it to you, aren't I? Um... Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But as a dad of girls, what skills have you learned? So have you learned to like plait hair? Can you navigate putting tights on them? All the things that you didn't have to do as a boy. Ruby says to me, well, I, you, you know, stuff like getting them dressed and stuff like that, no problem. But um, it's always, <laughs> Ruby, um, she basically said, Daddy, you cannot do plaits. <laughs> and and the thing is, the thing is, I mistakenly tried without training first a long time ago. And ever since then, she's like, no, no, I want mummy to do them. And yeah. if mummy's not there, then we'll put it in a ponytail. Ponytails, no problem. <laughs> ponytails I'm all right with. Are you being told no? My wife's nodding her head. <laughs> her head. Um, no, so, uh, so that... Um, and that's about it, really, because they're of that age. You know, I'm sure... Lots more to come, I'm sure, but um, it's it's really about sort of the, the bits that I don't know about uh, uh, is the hair. Yeah, yeah. With with, with my yeah. husband, it's it's hair and putting on tights. Really confusing to begin with. He was like, "How do you know which way round to put them?" And oh, it's just really like stressful. Tights, I'm I'm fine with. I'm fine with that. Your husband wants a training session in tights on on the man. <laughs> we'll set up a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um. What do your girls think of Daddy being on TV and doing the cool things that you do? Do, do they watch your shows? Well, I always get asked this, and uh, it's a funny one. They've just taken it in their stride. There's not really anything different. They don't. There's not a shock like, "Oh, Daddy's on TV." They've grown up with it, mm. and so I'll encourage them to watch my programs as much as I can. Um, Indiana loves Andy and the Band, and so does Ruby. Um, Indiana also loves the dinosaur programs and Safari and the Raps. She's a she's a big fan of all my programs actually, so uh, she's my favourite. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Ruby is um, she she's less on the dinosaur side, less on the um, natural history side. Although she does enjoy it, but she does like Andy and the band. She loves it, and she's mm. seen a lot of the 
a lot of the programs, one of the programs, one of the episodes for series three of Andy and the Band has got Indiana in it. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, she's actually in it. She plays Cousin Mac, invents a machine which makes us young and it goes wrong and we become our young selves and Indiana's me. No, that's so, uh, so brilliant. It's, it's a brilliant app. Remember, look who's talking from in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, it always just reminds um, me of that because we voice it and and it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot oh, of fun, brilliant. and she's seen herself on that, and she knows it's her. She goes, "Me, me." <laughs> yeah, that's and so when cute. she wants daddy's problem, she goes, "Daddy, daddy, daddy." <laughs> we used to get confused between daddy and Pepper. It sounded the, they sounded the same, but that is definitely it's a daddy. very easy mistake to make. To be fair, Andy, yeah. you know you guys look quite. And to be honest, even if it is Pepper, I'll still put Daddy on. So, uh. <laughs> um, you mentioned which um, of your kind of programs that your girls prefer. What, which do you prefer? What's your favorite thing to film? Is it the natural history stuff, or is it the the rock band stuff? Uh, do you know what? I love both for different reasons. The natural history stuff, a lot of it is green screen. A lot of it is on my own, um, mm. and that has its pros and cons. Um, now Jen is much more in the picture with global adventures. It's a, a lot more fun in that respect. So I'm playing off someone as opposed to playing off a green screen. Um, but I love, I love the, the program and the, uh, the natural history element and the adventure element. I absolutely love. And I love the task of, um, as a performer, um, making it look as real as possible as if something's there, you know? Yeah. So I like that. Um, and I like, it's just me for that. But I crave, after a while, I crave people to bounce off. Um, otherwise, I go a little bit insane. In fact, the crew for Andy's Adventures would probably tell you that I go a little bit mad at the end of it. <laughs> and just just a stream of consciousness comes out. Yeah. Um, but um, Andy and the band has been my favourite to to film because, I, you know, me and the band, uh, we're like family now. We've been going since 2017 um, when you work in a band, I don't know if you've ever been in a band or known no. people that have been in bands, you become very close because, you know, especially like we've just finished a tour and we shared a tour bus. Yeah. Um, and so we were very close. <laughs> yeah, we were very in close quarters. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of bands that um, that don't last very long as a result of that. Um, yeah. But we managed to sort of get on well and, and yeah, and... Um, you know, we know each other's quirks and we know when to leave one person alone and not the other at different times. You know what I mean? Yeah. We sort of read each other a little bit more. And it's pretty cool that you're an actual band and you are touring and, you know, your audience can come and see you and like doing the festivals. Well, and I mean, that that must be pretty amazing. That That's, I think, the sort of unique selling point of the programme is the fact that we, we're an actual band. We started as a band and we got it on TV. There's no band out there apart from say the wiggles and even that's slightly different um and a lot younger i think uh, than our sort of demographic um for andy and the band but it we we're an actual you know the program is about andy and the odd socks and we're an actual band yeah so it's um yeah it's it's, it's unique they can come and see us and and when we're playing live it's such an amazing feeling because the kids really engage with it and they love to see the band as well um you know back in the day when we first started they came to not to blow my own trumpet they came to see me because mm. they knew me um and but I knew very quickly as soon as we got it on tv you know that that, that would spread the load and and now they just they dress up as the band or dress up as me they dress up as Andy's mum uh, parents get really involved dress up as whiff and um yeah and Andy's mum and stuff and it, it's 
you know what I'd love for us to sort of create with it? I suppose everyone wants this to a certain degree when they're part of a program or they've worked in a program, you know, is to make it culty. Mm. Um, you know, something that even sometimes the guests that we get on, um, I feel we, we do it subconsciously because it's an old school feel like we had Rusty Lee on uh, this one and we had a, a lovely lady called Jan Hunt who was, you know, in the first Cracker Jack back oh, in the wow. day. And yeah, and she was a musical theatre, you know, she's and still is musical yeah. theatre buff. She's amazing, you know, was really up there back in the yeah. day. Yeah. You know, people like that, it's really niche. Only a few mm. people might recognise or appreciate that. But and with Sue Pollard in the first series, mm. um and then you have the likes of um Sir Brian May. Um being in the program and it's and it's just it's so lovely we absolutely love it or or even um Craig Revel Hallward uh, made yes. an appearance and Steve Backshaw made an appearance you know yeah. the, even if it was a small appearance you know it's just it's just great it's brilliant I think what's so special about CBBS is that it brings families together so like you know I sit and watch like Bluey and Hey Dougie with my girls and like you say you've got like parents coming along to your gigs getting involved not just like reluctantly bringing the kids along and just standing there like you know enduring it they're dressing up they're loving it you know we all went to the cbb's panto in eastbourne last year and we saw you dress up as a pigeon we saw your starring role as as a pigeon yeah yeah um i think there is a lot of people shocked about that because obviously i didn't come on to like uh, three quarters of the way through it was was. like where's you know we we were promised he'd be here (laughs) no it was brilliant it was so good um but tv is such a powerful thing thing isn't it for like bringing families together in like a shared experience yes it's so powerful and back in the day maybe when we were kids family entertainment was really important you know you sat down and watched with your with your parents like I don't know the a-team or some even some cartoons you know I mean with yeah. like um, round the twist or you know yeah. so we really wanted to we, the, a big element of it's it's almost very 80s and 90s and in the band um it, I like to think of it anyways that's bring so parents can sit there with their kids and enjoy it like uh, equally with the music when we started writing the music it it was so the parents you know we didn't dumb it down it was so the parents could enjoy it as well because we know that they're going to have to listen to it in the car if if their child likes it enough all the time on a loop on a loop all the time yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> and there's a really good link isn't there between Andy and the Odd Socks and your work as an ambassador for anti-bullying week isn't there yeah so we started um Odd Socks Day about seven years ago um with the anti-bullying alliance and it was just about a, it was a, a basically a day where kids would put on a pair of Odd Socks and it was to symbolize that we're all different and that's something to be celebrated and uh, and we're really proud of it because it's gone from 30,000 kids to 7.5 million, I think it is, they're estimating this year. And all schools getting involved. And I think a big part of that is it's a really simple idea. Mm. And um, and and it's something you want to sort of drill into your kids at a young age, you know, that um, words can have a reaction uh, and a consequence. Um, really think about what you say. Um and and it's a light-hearted, more of a light-hearted message. You're trying to get to those younger kids, and so, um, so yeah, yeah, we're, we're really, really proud of it. And have you had any conversations with your girls? I guess they're quite young still, but have you sort of chatted to them about how to deal with with bullying if they see it, if they see it happening at school, or you know, over you know when situations occur where we can say it, 
uh, we'll we'll say it. We'll just we'll say, right, well, okay. Well, it's nice to be kind to someone. If someone's shouting, and you know, um, like Ruby has had friends that have sort of shouted, and she's come back. She said, well, she didn't listen to me, and she shouted. And then you can just explain yourself. You know, people are just showing their feelings, the big feelings, and and uh, and it, and it's something that you know. It doesn't mean you have to react to it. You know, sometimes it's just. And so you, see, you start explaining it in, in that way and it, when there's uh, context to do it. Yeah. But we don't yeah. sit it down and say, right, okay, this is what you, do you know what I mean? It's just when yeah. the uh, situation occurs. That's always the best way, isn't it? With anything to do with parenting. Mm. It's just pick your moment. Um, finally, Andy, Christmas is fast approaching. What yeah. does Christmas look like in the day household? Okay. Uh, well, Panto, I'm usually at Panto. So we're usually away. Although this year we've definitely decided because of having baby number three, um, that we will um, stay at home. So I only get a day off at Christmas. Uh, so I'll come back, but we'll put the Christmas tree up. We'll probably have a nice lamb roast. Um, the kids will, um, the kids don't, like Rubes doesn't get up at silly o'clock. She still gets up at seven. She's not, a, wow. I, we get more excited um, before she does, but she's a sleeper. Yeah. She likes her sleep, so she will. We've got one of those Ollie yes. the Owl clocks. Um, We've got one of those. Well, I, I just think it's it's what you what you're given, and we, we've we've been given a sleeper. <laughs> she mm. she enjoys it, and and the Ollie the Owl clocks uh, has, has been brilliant. Uh, and she's she she won't get up until it goes yellow. Um, well, she'll get up to go to the toilet and stuff, but she'll come back down and she'll stay in bed. And we've never really had to drill that into her much. Um, oh, give me your tips because Ollie the owl, my my twins get up and they're just defiant. They're like Ollie's not awake. We don't care. Alice and twins are different, man. You, they're, they, <laughs> they're there to g each other on. Like we've they, got, and they we've do. Got, we've got friends. <laughs> Rubes has got um, two very good mates who are twins, and they're absolutely adorable. Um, but but their parents as well say, well, they they go to bed at a certain time and they get up together, and they do because it's you know they're, they're there together. I'm sure. Yeah. If Rubes had someone to sort of um, in the same room talk to, then she probably would do the same. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, listen, Andy, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been wonderful to chat to you. Thank you so much. Lovely to chat to you as well. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.